Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Credentials Required. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Thanks for joining me on episode 59. This is another edition of The Drop In, where I talk. Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. We talk about sports with the Mighty 518, and we also do some listener questions or, or some social media questions, and we also do some life lessons. So we'll get into it in just a moment. Before I do that, let me give you a little bit of a, uh, a, a thank you from one of our partners at Godzilla Media, and that is Johnstone Supply. Johnstone Supply in Troy is ready to help you as the frigid winter sets in this month. Now it's more important than ever to make sure your furnace or boiler is ready to handle the extra workload on the way this winter. Plus, what happens if it breaks down? Make sure you tell your family, friends, and more. The place to call is Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922. The crew at Johnstone Supply will give you the advice you need to get out of that dilemma and figure out the best solution for you. If you already know you must make a change, this winter, Johnstone Supply has the new high-efficient Goodman Furnace and the NAVEEN Boiler. Stop on the 6th Avenue to learn more or call Johnstone Supply at 518-272-5922. And do us a favor, hit two for the counter, guys, and tell Tom, Kevin, James, or Rob that you heard it here on No Credentials Required. And again, thanks to Johnstone Supply for being a partner with Godzilla Media. 
And before I get into the nuts and bolts of this episode, just want to remind you to go to our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram. Look for Belly Up NCR, Facebook.com forward slash Belly Up Sports NCR. And on YouTube, do a search for No Credentials Required. Hit the subscribe button, hit the notification button. That way you see a new video come through whenever I post a new video. And I've got two new videos that I posted on Sunday, or one on Sunday and one today, Monday, as I record. Uh, I took a clip from episode 57, which was my New York Jets fan roundtable discussion with my buddies Dan and Kyle. There's a clip of where the Jets should have their eye on in free agency. And I posted a clip from episode 58, my interview with Jeff Reinbold. And he talks about his time in Las Vegas with the Las Vegas posse. Very good stuff there. But again, also go back, listen to the full episodes. Last week, I released three episodes. I had a drop in the roundtable discussion and I had coach Jeff Reinbold. So check those out after you listen to this episode, of course. <laughs> Speaking of a podcast, if you wouldn't mind, please hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podchaser, wherever you subscribe to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Also, leave a review. If you like us that much, leave us a five-star rating. If you like us doubly, leave both a rating and a review, and you might get it right on the air. All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view segment. In this episode, we're going to talk about the New Jersey Devils. They played three games this past week, dropped to one one big one. But there's an issue that's been kind of on my mind lately with in, in regards to the New Jersey Devils, and that issue is goaltending. Now, on Wednesday, they came back from an extended break. They had a couple of games that were postponed and they were rescheduled until later this season a lot of those games are going to be made up in february during what was supposed to be the olympic break so they'll have five games in seven days yikes that's coming up in february and most of that is going to be the uh, trips to i believe st louis pittsburgh uh, toronto and montreal so it's going to be a really interesting time and this is going to be the time that it's going to make or break Basically any NHL team, but especially the New Jersey Devils, as they're kind of in the in, in the bottom of the pile in the uh, in the Metropolitan Division. But this past week was a tale of two games, three games, really. Start on Wednesday as the Devils hosted the Arizona Coyotes. It took an early one nothing lead, and then surrendered the last four goals of the game. <laughs> it was just a it was a mess. It was a mess, and if you go back on social media channels, if you if you listen to the post game press conference or watch the clips from the post game press conference, you know the Devils they beat themselves. The the, the Coyotes didn't beat them beat the Devils, although it looks that way in the scoreboard. The Devils beat themselves, and every single per- person on that team, every single player on that team, will tell you otherwise. Nico Hischier scored in the power play, and again the power play has gotten gotten themselves together. Over the past couple, over the past month or so, good to see you there. However, the next four goals: Dyson Mayo scored at 6:50, then Lawson Kraus, Travis Boyd, all within the span of about a little less than eight minutes in the second period, as as Arizona took a three-one lead, and then Johan Larson wrapped things up in a big night, in a nice big bow for the Arizona Coyotes, who were still in single digits 
when at the time the devils they they went to at the time they went into the prudential center the coyotes were sitting at nine wins and they got their 10th game they got finally got in the double digits congratulations to them but bad performance by the new jersey devils bad and it kind of thought it, it, it you think they would kind of kind of get worse on Saturday when the Carolina Hurricanes came to town, but that wasn't the case. That was not the case as the Devils scored two goals in the first, three in the second, and then two in the third to wrap things up with a seven to four win against the Carolina Hurricanes, who were leading the who were leading the Metropolitan Division coming into the game. And that was just so maddening about this team. It's what's so maddening about this team. So the Devils, back in November, they whooped the Florida Panthers. Absolutely wiped the floor with them. They they had a wild sequence of goals in the first and second period, but then they came back and they wound up wiping the floor with them seven to four. This game seven to three, excuse me. In this game against Carolina, two goals in the first. It kind of goes back and forth between the both te- both teams in the second. Jesper Brack got the game-winning goal with only a minute and 41 seconds left in the second period. Jack Hughes added an insurance goal in the power play, and Pavel Zaka added finally. And two actually, two players of note got off the schneid. Andres Janssen at 11-16 in the second. He got off his the schneid with his first goal in 17 games. And then Pavel Zaka added his 10th of the year, finally in double digits for the Devils. I believe his goalless streak was, I believe it was about 12 or 13. I can't remember the exact uh, mark, but both these guys got the schneid. People, the fans have been clamoring and hoping they get the goals going into, into this game. And they did both these te- both these guys did and hurricanes, dropped in the division lead uh, that night uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devils. So New York Rangers, you're welcome. (laughs) And then the next night, the LA Kings come to town. The Devils take a 2-1 lead into the first period, into the first period uh, intermission. Jesper Bratt scored twice, also got in a fight, added a power play goal at the 17-34 mark. And then Devils basically were shut down. Uh, by the Kings throughout the night. And they had their chances to score. Jack Hughes had a very good chance to score in the second period, early in the second period that would had given him a, th- given the devils a three to one league, but Victor Arvidsson on a bad read by the, the devils on a change. He used on a breakaway. He puts one past John Gillies and then Carl Gunstrom again, left unmarked by the defense. Gets the game winning goal at the, at the 11 five mark in the period. And that did it. For the Devils, losing three to two. So let's look at the Metropolitan standings. As of right now, the Devils are in are in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division with thirty five points, fifteen wins, twenty losses, five overtime losses. But they sit twenty points behind Washington for that wild card spot. They're two points behind Columbus right now for the fifth spot. Right now, it's not looking good for the New Jersey Devils in terms of a playoff spot. And again, it's all going to come down to next month where they have to make up all those games. They have a five-game and seven-day stretch in mid in early to mid-February. And they're playing some tough teams. They're going to play some tough teams. They're going to play the Pittsburgh Penguins, who sit in second place right now in the Metropolitan Division. 
They play a surprising St. Louis team. They play an equally surprising Toronto team, and they play Montreal, who right now I believe they're in the bottom of the league. But as we saw on Wednesday night, the Devils could lose to anyone. Anybody could win that game. It would be a huge letdown if the Devils lost to the top, to the bottom two teams in the NHL in the span of, in the span of about three weeks. So, Devils have some things to think about, and a lot of fans, myself included, have been kind of thinking about this for a while. And what's going on with the Devils now? Dougie Hamilton, he's out for another couple of weeks. He's week to week now. After his jaw was broken back in December in that Washington game, he's been out since then. Defense has stepped up forwards. They haven't been really, I mean, they, the Devils have had a COVID, have had their COVID go through the locker room. They haven't had a lot of, a lot of in, a notable injuries other than Jack Hughes in, in uh, mid-October uh, when he went down the shoulder injury, was out for six weeks. Haven't really had many notable injuries on the forward side. Defensive side, Dougie Hamilton, hopefully he comes back in February and makes a big difference for this team. But the biggest problem right now, the most prevalent, issue in terms of player of in terms of the position group is goaltending and i wrote an article a couple weeks ago on bellyupsports.com you can do a search for it and i addressed that the devils were having some issues with covid and injuries but the biggest thing with the devils the biggest problem position group right now has been goaltending the devils have gone through six yes that's right i've had to use two hands <laughs> to count how many goaltenders the devils have been through this year they started with Jonathan Bernier. He's Mackenzie Blackwood was injured, started the year on the injured list. Jonathan Bernier filled in and was the goaltender on opening night. Scott Wedgwood, he played goaltender for a while, was waived by the team, eventually wound up with the Arizona Coyotes. Nico Dawes was called up when Bernier went down for the first time this season. He filled in, he got his first NHL win against Buffalo and then promptly played a really bad game. The next, the next, his next start against Calgary when he let four unanswered goals go by and he was replaced by Wedgwood. Blackwood comes back. Wedgwood gets waived to make room for, for Blackwood. Dawes stays up until Bernie gets healthy again, sent back to Utica. Bernie goes down again in mid December. He's out for the year due to lower body surgery. And they bring up Akira Schmid. Akira Schmid was actually on, I believe he was on the, taxi squad when COVID was going throughout the locker room and the Devils also traded for John Gillies trade him trade they had acquired him in a trade for future considerations from St. Louis back in mid-December to kind of add some insurance. So Blackwood gets Blackwood gets gets a sore neck, misses a couple of games, misses I think I believe only missed one game up until Gillies first start with the Devils and uh, back in December. Then the pause happened and then the Devils go right back to work. Blackwood went up starting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games, it appears, before he gets COVID. He's put in COVID protocol. And, and then he comes back, and they had the, the pause there with the Devils where they played only one game in two weeks. Now the loss to the Islanders. They come back against the Coyotes, and Blackwood has that really bad start, and they it sounds like they figured out that either he has an illness of some kind or he's hurt again. So John Gillies filled in really, really nicely on Saturday in the game against Hur- the Hurricanes and on Sunday let in that last goal, but otherwise still had a pretty good game against the LA Kings. But what's going to happen here going forward? Is Blackwood going to be out for an extended period of time? Are they going to bring, are they going to have to bring up 
Nico Dawes or Akira Schmid again. And Akira Schmid did okay in his NHL NHL debut and his NHL starts, but didn't have a win. And he's been on absolutely positively on fire in the AHL. Absolutely positively one of the best goalies in the American Hockey League this season. Would it be helpful to rest Blackwood, healthy scratch for a couple starts, have Gilly start in net, bring up Dawes or Schmid, or maybe a, maybe pick up a goaltender on the waiver wire that's who's floating out there, and have them just kind of as a backup for Gillies. You know, it's difficult. It, Lenny Ruff's got a lot of thing to do. Tom Fitzgerald's got a lot of thinking to do. They got to talk it out with Mackenzie Blackwood and see where see where he stands. Does he feel confident enough to go back in the back in between the pipes? Maybe it's just a matter of just resting him because they 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 worked him for. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight consecutive games when they kind of knew he was fighting illness or was prone to injury or had a bad, he had a really bad game against Carolina, against Arizona. Let's put it that way. Against Arizona, he had probably his worst outing of the season. Didn't look comfortable, didn't have, wasn't on his A game, according to a lot of fans. So, John Gillies. He's played strong on his last two starts. Got his first win since March 2018 in the game against Carolina. They had a really, really good game. They're going to have a rematch next weekend in Carolina. So it's going to be the Devils have a tough task this week. They've got to play at home against Dallas, who's a pretty okay team. Then they play Tampa Bay. Then they're then they're at Carolina, so it's got difficult. We got a difficult t- schedule coming ahead for the New Jersey Devils. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Devils fans are hopeful that they can at least show up in those games, particularly against the Stars. The game against the Stars is a winnable game, so they take that one. And they've already beaten Tampa Bay once this year. They were and they played at Tampa on. Back in November, they actually wind up beating the Lightning. So, and, and for, uh, forgive me, I was wrong about the about the about Blackwood. He actually played in one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive games. They started Gillies against the Islanders, and that loss against the Islanders in the third uh, back on January thirteenth. Then Blackwood came back for the game against Arizona in that egg they absolutely laid. But this week, Devils have the Stars at home on Tuesday night. Then they're at Tampa on Thursday at Carolina on Saturday. So a lot going on in the New Jersey Devils land. Uh, I know this is I know this is the New York Metro New York Sports from an upstate point of view segment and I know I know New, New Jersey's not exactly Metro not exactly New York but they are but we do have a lot of, lot of Devils fans up here. A from the from the days of the River Rats and the Albany Devils and B the Metro New York market covers the New Jersey. So New Jersey's only pro team. They are continuing on, soldiering on for this season. And let's go Devils. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they do this week. Three games this week. And then they have two games against Toronto, a back-to-back on Monday the the 31st, and then February 1st. And they have all-star break until the following Tuesday when they're at Montreal. So lots going on in Devils land. Let's see if they keep the momentum up in terms of the scoring, in terms of, okay, in terms of, serviceable defense and trade trade deadlines coming up. So I think if they're out of it by the end of February, I expect the doubles to be sellers at the trade deadline. Maybe I'll go into that in the next couple of episodes. We'll see. But in the meantime, let's shift over to the New York Jets and not much to go. Not much to say in New York Jets land right now. Uh, we kind of summed things up last week when Dan, Kyle and I had our 
New York Jets fan roundtable. You can go ahead and you can you can go back. Actually, listen to this episode, of course. You can go back and listen to that episode about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute long conversation all three of us had. Very enlightening. We had some very, we had some thoughts about what the Jets can do to improve next year. A lot of hope amongst a lot of the fan base going into this offseason. So check that episode out after you listen to this episode, episode 57, New York Jets Fan Roundtable. Again, it's featuring my buddies Kyle and Dan. Go ahead, check that out. Check that out. All right, we're going to go into the Muddy 518 News Beat. Before I do that, on the Belly Up Sports side, we're going to have a word from one of our partners, and that is Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4,000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code Belly up fantasy at manscaped.com today. All right. Welcome back to No Credentials Required. Thanks to Manscaped for being a partner with Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Fantasy. Again, use promo code Belly Up Fantasy at checkout. Save yourself 20% off, guys. Valentine's Day is coming. Get those, get those boys in shape. All right. We're going to move on to the Mighty 518 Newsbeat. Adirondack Thunder, three games last week. All losses they have lost, unfortunately lost their last four in a row. Going back to January 12th, they had a 6-2 loss at the at Reading. On Friday, they hosted Reading and promptly dropped that game 5-2. Adirondack actually had a 2-0 lead in the first period. After the first period, Robbie Payne scored at 13-39 to give the Thunder a 1-0 lead. And Patrick Grasso, he added a goal a little more than five minutes later. Adirondack had two goal advantage going to the locker room after the first intermission. And then things started to fall apart for the Thunder. Trevor Gooch scored at 255 to cut the lead in half. Anthony Gagnon with a goal at 1014. And then 30 seconds later, Dominic Cormier with a game winning goal, 1044 to give the Royals a 3 0 lead. Third period, Patrick Bykoff, he scores at the 640 mark. And then Patrick McNally, he wrapped things up at 1238 with. Goal number five for the Reading Royals. And that gave the Royals a 5-2 win over the Adirondack Thunder. For the Thunder, Merrick Smittens came back from his stay in Utica. He recorded 27 saves on 32 shots. And his counterpart, Kirill Ustamenko, had 35 saves on 37 shots. He allowed only two goals during the game. Saturday night, the Thunder traveled to Worcester, Mass- to Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. Welcome to Worcester, dollar twenty-five, please. 
if you know that reference and you post it on social media and the answer on social media, I might send you a free t-shirt. <laughs> but if you know the reference, again, send a response on, on our Twitter, on our Twitter account at belly up NCR. If you know the reference and you can name that reference, you can name the bit it was from, I'll send you, I'll send you a free t-shirt. All right. So going to Worcester, take on the railers after the scores first period, Joe Masonius, ECHL All-Star Joe Masonius, by the way, scored at 218, 218 mark to give Adirondack a 1-0 lead. Uh, Ross Olsen tied the game at 13-14. And then in the third period, Anthony Rapashi scored the game-winning goal at 8.02. And then Cole Koski added one, another one 33 seconds later as Worcester took a 3-1 lead late in the going into the middle of the third period. Robbie Payne scored with six seconds left to make things interesting for the Thunder, but un- unfortunately, Thunder dropped their third in a row, 3-2 at Worcester. For the for the Railers, Ken Appleby, former Albany Devil Ken Appleby, made 32 saves on 34 shots. And for the Adirondack Thunder, Brandon Castle got, his, got another start. He allowed three goals on 34 shots for the loss, and the Thunder dropped another one. They come back the next afternoon, and the the Thunder drop one more game, seven and three loss against Worcester. Wild first period. Shane Harper started things off for the scoring for the game with a goal 334 in the first. Reese Newkirk answered at the 610 mark with a first period goal. And then Cole Koski got his second goal of the weekend to take a 2 1 lead. Bobby Butler added a second at 1708. But then the Thunder answered 25 seconds later with Sebastian Vidmar scored his first of the game. That was a 3-2. It was a 3-2 lead for Worcester going into the locker room in the second period. Jake Hamilton tied the game up at three for the Thunder. With a goal at 6-10. And then Worcester would score the last four goals. Brent Bourdwine at 16-05 of the second period would score to take the lead. And then Worcester poured it on from there. Reese Newkirk scored a second of the game at the 203 mark of the third period. Then Ross Olsen scored another one. Then Jordan Smotherman, he would conclude all scoring for Worcester as the Rillers took the game 7-3. Colton Ellis for... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. 
Worcester had 18 saves on 21 shots. Meanwhile, for the Adirondack Thunder, Merrick's Mittens, 29 saves on 36 shots. Not the best game for him, but for the Thunder, the bad weekend for the bad series of games for the Thunder that they lose all three games during the weekend. Let's take a look at the North Division standings. That actually drops them to fifth place as Newfoundland has regained the lead with 34 points, 16-7-2. and two. Reading is in second. And keep in mind, Newfoundland has a six game has six games to make up over Reading. So right now, Newfoundland's in first place, followed by Reading, followed by Trois Riviere, who also have some games to make up. Maine sits in fourth place with 34 points. Adirondack right behind them. 28 points. Tie with Worcester for fifth place in the North Division. There's one more thing we have to address in the uh, in the that happened in the ECHL this past weekend, and a really unfortunate incident. It seemed to be isolated, but they still come up, and they still they're still national news because it's just bad. It's bad. So last weekend, the South Carolina Stingrays took on the Jacksonville Icemen, and Jordan Subban, who is a brother of PK Subban, New Jersey Devil, PK Subban, got into an incident. Incident in the it was either the third period or it was overtime. But he got an incident with a Jacksonville Iceman player as Jacob Panetta, who Subban was in a little bit of a tussle with, made a racist gesture towards Subban. And not great. Not great, Bob. Not a good look for the sport of hockey. Not a good look for professional hockey in general, especially in especially in North America, because we have the tropes of we're, we're, we're better than this. We're not done with this. I, I, I know. I know. I know. But. You don't make you don't. I, it's it's the a part. I think part of it has to do with the heat of the moment. It's a heated game. You're not thinking rationally. Your adrenaline's really really high. But also at the same time, we're at a point in history where yeah, we've moved past those. We've moved past those gestures, making those gestures at fans, at opposing players, at our teammates. We, we've we've moved past that, and it's an unfortunate incident. And. Panetta has since been cut by the team. He's been suspended by the ECHL. I highly doubt that the that Panetta will ever wear a professional uniform, at least in at least in North America, ever again. Let alone basically what is, accounts to a double A hockey team. But it's an unfortunate incident. We we've all a lot to say. Uh, one of our one of our contributors at bellyupsports.com, Beth Searles, she wrote a pretty good article about summing up the uh, incident and this sort of stuff doesn't really be, doesn't doesn't belong at all in hockey. And the right things happened afterwards. The the player the player involved in the incident, he was suspended, he was released by his team. I'm sure he's filled with a lot of regret over the incident, but it's very doubtful he'll ever pray he'll ever play professional hockey in North America ever again. So unfortunate incident. And I hope that this kind of thing never happens again. And if you're one of those people who thinks that way, I invite you to not listen to my podcast ever again. Simple as that. All right. So we're going to move on from hockey. We're going to go to go to lacrosse pro lacrosse, the national arena league. I'm sorry, the national national lacrosse league, Albany firewolves. They were off this weekend. They did not play in. They did not play this weekend. They are playing this Saturday though, and they have some pretty. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't mean to be a salesman for them. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just letting you, the audience, know about it. Especially in the Albany area, I want you. To, I hope you get out and go to this game. But 
next home game is going to take place at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Uh, face-off time this Saturday, January 29th. It's college night. If you're a college student and you want to do something really fun and enjoy yourself at the arena and go check out a game, show your college ID. You get a $5 ticket. There's also a $5 Bud Light game, a Bud Light at the pregame party with music. And in addition to passes, it's also not only do you show your, you show your college ID if you're a student, but also if you're a college faculty member. So if you're a student or a faculty, college faculty member, you get in for five bucks and you get, you also get a ticket to the Mayor's Cup. The Mayor's Cup is the hockey game between RPI and Union. The men, the women will face off at 11 a.m. Men will face off at 2 p.m. And that's part of the reason, that is the reason why the Firewolves will start so late because they have an eight o'clock start. So that, that game, hockey game going on, set up the turf. And you'll be on your way to not only catch a catch a hockey college hockey game, Division One college hockey game. My I add, and there's some pretty big news in terms of college hockey in in the area in just a moment. But you get yourself a ticket to the Firewolves game, so you get two games in one day for five bucks. Five bucks if you're a college student or you're for faculty. It's a great deal. So speaking of college hockey, local college hockey, especially for one program in particular, that would be Union College, as on Saturday, the NCAA has allowed all multi-divisional institutions to apply Division rules, one rules to the Division One program. So actually, this also affects RPI. So not only does Union, but also RPI, they are eligible to award division one scholarships, even though most of their sports are in division three. So great news for them. And it puts them, and it puts them on par with other division one hockey programs. And both teams have been struggling for years because they're both division three programs to put quality product on the ice with quality hockey players. And now union and RPI can now award full scholarships, full rides for their ice hockey players. So that's awesome news. Congratulations to the both of them. I believe this applies for both the men's and women's program, if I'm not mistaken. So awesome news. Congrats to them. So continuing with the mighty 518 news beat, Albany Empire, they're still signing players. (laughs) They're still signing players. On Wednesday, they signed offensive and defensive line. They signed Lyman Race Johnson, who played at Rhode Island. He was signed as an offense. He was signed as a lineman, offensive and defensive lineman on Friday. They signed defensive lineman, Armin black and offensive defensive lineman, Isaiah Hardy. And today, which is Monday, they signed defensive offensive defensive lineman, Melvin Hollins, Albany empire signed lots of players. Training camps coming soon. Season starts on April 23rd at MVP arena. Hopefully there will be a banner raise. We don't know. You'll be the first to hear it. If I, if I get confirmation, about anything Albany new Albany empire banner related news, you'll be the first to hear it. All right. We're going to take another quick commercial break. And we want to thank one of our partners at Godzilla media. And that would be Mohawk Honda. It's a new year with new goals. Start your new year, right behind the wheel of a new or pre-owned vehicle that fits your budget and your New Year's resolutions. Stop into Mohawk Honda and check out bro- the broad selection of pre-owned inventory. 
We are here to find the right make, model, and price point to fit your budget. Our goal is to help you meet your goals. Let Louis the V, let Louis the VIP man Morales, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Cars with Kern Soboda, or Mark from Clifton Park Ellis Jr. connect you up with the perfect deal. And right now is the perfect time to get top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Same day check in your hand, the day you trade in your vehicle. Just ask for Brian, buy with BMAC McKenna, Mike Bennis, Nicole Oser, or Cam, let's do a deal McKenna, or my guy, Easy Evans Whalen. Again, all our sales and leasing consultants will make your New Year's automotive goals their top priority. Start the new year right with just the right deal at Mohawk Honda in Glenville where they always go out of their way to please you. All right. So on social media, on the Twitter account, on Belly Up NCR this afternoon, or this morning, actually, I threw it out there into the universe. Hey, we're going to answer some questions tonight. We want to know if you have any sports-related questions to answer on the air. And we had two, technically three, but we had two <laughs> questions. One from One and Done Radio and the other from the Tailgate on the Quad podcast. So the first one from One and Done Radio, how would you change the NFL overtime rule? So some context to this would be that if you were if you've been dead or living under a rock this weekend, NFL playoffs, divisional round, four games, three end on a walk-off, four end, well, actually all four ended on a walk-off, but one went to overtime. That would be the Kansas City Buffalo game. Best game probably of the year, one of the top I say probably top five playoff games of all time. So Kansas City wins the coin toss. They march down the field rather efficiently as they've been doing pretty much all year long. And Patrick Holmes throws a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Game over. Chiefs go to the AFC Championship game. So there has been a lot of talk and a lot of clamoring on social media, particularly that the overtime rules need to change. Now, if you're not an NFL fan, this is how the rules go in the regular season. During the regular season, if the game is tied at regulation, they go to 10-minute overtime. If a team scores a touchdown first, game's over. If they, if they kick a field goal or punt it away, other team has a chance to walk off with a win, whether it be a field goal or a touchdown. But in the playoffs, we have a 15-minute quarter, but the, the same rules apply. First team to score a touchdown wins. If the team that has the ball first doesn't score a touchdown, punt it away or kick a field goal, other team gets the ball. Same rule applies in postseason as it does during the regular season, but with just more time. So social media has been kind of an uproar, very much divided between, well, the first, well, the team should have, a, the other team should have a chance to respond versus the rules of the rules, game's over. And we had the same exact thing happen in 2019 when a certain quarterback named Tom Brady played for a certain football team called the New England Patriots. And that happened in the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Type of 26, game goes to overtime. It was tied in 27, excuse me. Game goes to overtime. Tom Brady and the Patriots get the ball first, marched on the field. They score a touchdown. Game's over. Lots of clamoring happening back then. But I seem to think that a lot of this clamoring isn't because of the rules itself. It's because of who's playing quarterback. Because remember, back in 2019, Tom Brady was at the helm with the Patriots. This time around, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. They're both superstar quarterbacks for their teams. Their teams have been highly successful over the past half decade or so. Tom Brady, we know his history. Patrick Mahomes, 
he's just he's just kind of getting he's just kind of getting warmed up. <laughs> uh, although I think Mahomes Mahomes Allen rivalry is going to be absolutely epic for years to come. Hopefully, my Jet, New York Jets with Zach Wilson doesn't crash the party. That's another story for another time. But I was asked, how would you change the NFL OT rules? I would not. I would not change a thing. I'd leave it as it is. Because the Buffalo Bills, for everything they did right in that game, offensively, they could not stop the Chiefs when they needed to stop them the most. The time they needed to stop them, with 13 seconds left at their own 25-yard line, and the Chiefs take three, four plays to march down the field to get Harrison Butker in field goal range. Buffalo de- Buffalo's defense had one job. Sean McDermott's team had one job. Leslie Fazier's unit had one job. That was to stop Patrick Mahomes from driving down the field and tying the game. They failed to do that. They also failed to do a squib kick instead of kicking it into the end zone because the thought was if you kick it into the end zone, they still have to drive all the way down that field. They forgot Chiefs had three timeouts. So, anywho, Chiefs tie the game. Chiefs win the coin toss. Chiefs right on the field. Touchdown. Game over. Buffalo had another chance to stop them again. Didn't do it. Too bad. So sad. I'm sorry. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. So I would not change overtime in the playoffs in the NFL. I would not change overtime rules. Second question comes from the tailgate on the quad pod, hosted by Belly Up Kev and Kiernan. Kev is a huge Alabama fan. Kiernan is a, I believe, a Penn State fan, if I'm not mistaken. So they asked me who they should use for their NCAA 14 dynasty team. And again, for those of you who are dead or living under a rock, <laughs> they're referring to the NCAA 14 video game. I think PlayStation and Xbox both have the game and you can do you can you can make a team or take a team and create what's called and, and put in what's called dynasty mode where you can recruit players. You can start from the ground up. And I noted to them that I'm going to do extensive research throughout the day and I was going to answer them. So here's my research. Kev, Kiernan, if you're listening. So I looked up who came into the NCAA FBS, which would, would basically be Division 1A. So who came into FBS that year? Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, and Old Dominion. They all came into basically Division 1A that year. App State, if you're App State, Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, they were both they were all power programs in the football championship series, which is basically which is also called Division One AA, and they became independents that year. Uh, they tra- all transitioned to different conferences a couple of years later. UAB was 2014 was actually UAB's final season. They dropped foot program that year due to after that season due to financial reasons. They revived the program back in 2017. They've been pretty successful since then. But I'm going to say if you're going to choose one program as your dynasty team. I'm going to say Old Dominion. I'm going to go with Old Dominion because I'm, I was looking at SB Nation. I was going to do some research. I went, to, I went on SB Nation, did Google search for the ratings for all 126 teams that were that were posted in NCAA Football 14. I could have given you, I could have given you New Mexico State. They had a 65 rating, which is god awful. New Mexico State was in the Sun Belt going into that season. There, I believe they're since. They went back to being an independent football-wise. But I would go with Old Dominion. I would go with Old Dominion. Just because, I mean, listen, 
I went to a school in Virginia that was probably about 10 minutes away from Old Dominion's campus itself. But I'm going to say Old Dominion. They were, they were actually have, they actually have a 70 ranking, which is just a scotch above New Mexico and New Mexico State. I mean, you could choose either of those, but I would say Old Dominion because they entered, they came into FBS in 2014. Uh, you can also make the argument for Appalachians or App State because based on their history with beating uh, Michigan back in 2008, you could say Georgia Southern. They run, they run the wishbone though. Just want to give you a heads up. They run the wishbone. And they did that rather effectively in the mid, in the, I believe it was mid 2000s when they won, I think, two or three straight FCS titles. But I'm going to say Old Dominion. Go with Old Dominion. But again, I make, you can make the argument for App State or Georgia Southern based on their tradition. So let's say Old Dominion. I don't, I don't think Old Dominion won an FCS championship. So there's my answer for your question. And I want to thank both One and Done Radio. Hosted by Ryan Dunn, shows every Tuesday and Thursday. And I want to thank Tailgate on the Quad. They're, they're the college football benchmark podcast on Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And also check out uh, Corner Booth. Uh, Kev's on Corner Booth. I believe every Thursday they have a live show, which is now being broadcast on Tiki Live. So check them out too. I've been on their I've been on their show a couple of times. It's always a fun time when I go there. Go on that program, except for that one time back in December when I was, when I had COVID and I wasn't altogether altogether well for that episode anywho all right so life lessons so recently i was kind of down the dumps and part of the reason why i just because i felt like i I don't know i'm gonna confess to you guys i'm in my mid-40s i just got my i just got my bachelor's degree a couple years ago after not earning it at all just being in different things for a good part of my 20s and 30s finally went back to school got my degree and I was just kind of stuck in it now. I've been kind of stuck in a holding pattern in terms of a job and the career I wanted to go into. Belly Up Sports, I want. I can't thank Belly Up Sports and Godzilla Media, Tom Gozlowski, President, CEO, CFO, and COO, Mike, Blaine, Dan, all those guys over there, and, and, and gals too, Jake, uh, sorry, Jade Johnson, who was a big part of Belly Up Sports for a long time. She left the company about six months ago, big part of my development as both a writer and a podcaster at belly up sports and live streamer too. big part of it. I figured and they're giving me a lot of experience. Guys has given me help, a lot of help locally here in the mighty five one eight. But lately last week, I just felt like I felt like I felt like I felt like garbage. I felt like a failure. I felt like I feel like career wise. I felt like a failure personally. I just was in the dumps. Now I, I don't have, I don't have diagnosed depression. I have a family history of it, but I, but you know, and but every once in a while, I'll go through these spells where I just feel absolutely positively worthless. But you you gotta lean on a few things in life, and those things are for me, it's my faith, it's my family, it's my friends, and just having an attitude of gratitude, knowing that I get to live. In a house, <laughs> it's been bitterly cold over the last couple of weeks here in upstate New York, especially in the mighty five one eight. I had to live in a house. I had to wake up every day in a warm house with a roof over my head and food in my stomach. Or put I get to food put food in my stomach. I have 
slim trimmings and make account, but I still have money in the I still have money in the bank. I have a gas in my tank and in my car. I have a job. I have ways to bless other people, whether it be through ministry or through just buying somebody a beer, congratulate them, or just just be nice. I get to participate in running a podcast every every day, <laughs> running a podcast every two two sometimes three days a week. I do. I get to produce a lot of television. I get to produce basically the podcast that goes into television form, which I'll get to in just a moment. But that was the reason why I felt I was so, I felt like I was such in the, I was such, I was in the dumps. And I know I don't have a lot of listeners with no credentials required. I looked the stats and that's part of the reason I look at that. That's part of the reason why I kind of felt in the dumps felt like a failure it was because I was comparing my, and this goes back to a couple months ago when I rebooted the, when I brought the show back back in November and I kept comparing my beginning to someone else's middle and jealousy, envy, feeling like you're not getting a lot of support through whether it be your family or friends or, or your cohorts at the network you're with all those things just come, just pile on, they pile on, they pile on, they pile on. And I believe that gratitude is the dynamite that breaks those stones. And I was feeling really down and my sister, I talked to my sister. I talked, I prayed about it that night. And I just, the conclusion is just no matter the circumstances you put in front of you, no matter the circumstances that make you feel like total garbage, gratitude, gratitude is the hand grenade you should use on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a, it's the explosive. It's the, the gratitude is the explosive that will take you out of the doldrums. This is what my pastor said in his message over the last couple of weeks. Don't let your circumstances bog you down into not being some, the person you want to be. Now you can take it or leave it. Again, I'm a person of faith. You can take that advice or you can leave that advice at the door. But I'm just letting you know, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, gratitude is the explosive that blows up the things that bog you down. And you get out of that hole and you feel and you feel a lot better and things look brighter. There's always there's always tomorrow. Always tomorrow. Have that hope. Hang on to that hope. And when you need to use it, use the hand grenade. <laughs> But just make sure you count to three, not five. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for No Credentials Required. So I want to remind you, go to our Bonfire store, bonfire.com. Do search for No Credentials Required and buy some merch. Support the show. Also, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock Eastern time, you can check out the video portion of either the live interview or maybe I'll do a maybe I'll do a live show. Some, maybe I'll do a live live streaming sometime at, on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. But anyway, TikiLive.com, uh, look for Belly Up Sports TV, and you can check out my show Saturday mornings at 10, 30, 10, at 10 o'clock a.m. Uh, this past week, I we replayed the interview with Jeff Reinbold. Check that out, and it's also on video demand. So I posted on the I posted the link on the Facebook page. Look for the video on demand, and as always, go to our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram Belly Up NCR, Facebook.com forward slash Belly Up Sports NCR, on YouTube, search No Credentials Required. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, 
you know what to do. I have been your host, Brian McCarthy. This is No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll talk to you next time. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on supporters music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.